Well, I want to welcome you to the First Church Podcast. I am here with my beautiful wife, Emily Dieter. Hi. As we uh, are going to discuss um, homeschooling. Oh, man. Yes. Mm. Uh, well, I guess it would emergency homeschooling. Emergency homeschooling. <laughs> Accidental homeschooling. Yeah, so the goal is to um, just kind of have a fun conversation about uh, what to do when um, you are on a forever spring break. Yay. Uh, the, the, the spring break that never ends. Yeah, so Emily is now, uh, she was a stay-at-home mom, but her, her, our children were going to school other places. Judah was in kindergarten and Evelyn uh, was in preschool. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just having to reinforce some of the things that were being taught there and teach a few things on our own. But now Emily has a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old at home. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, is also um, watching another six-year-old as his mother is still working uh, during this time. And uh, so she has become a teacher. Uh, Just to give a little context, I think, about how uh, I've realized how difficult this is for people, um, especially a a lot of moms who um, that I've talked to that have been home with their kids, just some of them that I I guess I happen to be around within a 24-hour period after the first day of kids being on their uh, emergency spring break, I had three different moms say Monday, which would have been the first day that they weren't allowed to go back to school, was a very long day. Yes. Yeah, I will agree. I'm I'm pretty sure I was one of those moms because it felt like the longest day of my life. And and sometimes it was good, sometimes it was bad. But by the end of the day, I felt like I had lived years in that one day. Which was weird because it it was it was only the first day of this whole kind of new experience. So I I agree with that. It's very long, very long day. Yeah. So we are going to um, we're going to discuss what she's doing with our kids uh, at this time. And so um, Emily, I'm just going to ask you. Uh, don't worry, you can't get that through the microphone. I'm going to ask. <laughs> I'm not sick. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you what you're doing uh, to help uh, during this time, um, as our kids are home and now you are a homeschool mom. Well, um, I kind of the first thing that I decided I was going to do is to create a schedule. Um, I'm not very organized naturally, and so I think the only way to help myself, like stay with this task is um, scheduling it and making sure like even if I get kind of lost in whatever activity we're doing I can look at the wall and say oh okay so like in 15 minutes we're gonna need to move on to something else Um, and so it does help it has helped me it's helped the kids so I created kind of a daily schedule I did not just like think of it out of thin air I I have a homeschool friend and then another friend who she has three kids um, also and she's staying home with her boys and doing school with them at home. And so I talked to both of them and asked kind of what does your daily life look like? And um, I had each of them kind of give me a schedule. And so I took that and I made it my own. So on the um, blog post, I gave like a very kind of like simplified version of my schedule with some examples so that if people want to take that schedule and manipulate it however they need to they can so and also I've seen all over Pinterest and Facebook and the 
all over the internet, you can find different like daily homeschool schedules to whatever fits your needs. So that was the first place I started was creating a schedule, knowing what it was that we needed to get done. Um, so I had a few goals. The goals were do the schoolwork because uh, the six-year-olds have packets that were sent home from school. And I knew with our four-year-old, she had some things that she needed to work on too. And so that was the big part was like, make sure we get schoolwork done. And then um, I wanted it to keep us close to their school schedule as possible. So I had been, I'd, I've subbed in that kindergarten class, my son's kindergarten class before. So I knew kind of what their schedule looked like. And then um, I have a printout of my daughter's schedule. So I did like a little collaboration of the two. So lots of things went into it, but that was the best place to start. Awesome. So, and where did you put the schedule? I mean, how did the kids know what the schedule is? I made my own version, which is very detailed, has all of the different like possibilities for each activity. And it has like times on it. I made my own. I put it up where I could see it. And then I made one for the kids that, because my six-year-old is the only one that can read a little bit. Everybody else just kind of goes off whatever I tell them, which is nice. Um, and so I made a simplified version that is just numbered one to 10. And um, it has pictures for each thing that we're doing. So it'll say like breakfast and have a picture of food. And it has just pictures with every activity and it's simplified. So they, they'll go over to the wall and they'll touch it and they'll say like, well, this is next. And so, especially if I say the wrong thing is next, they can correct me. <laughs> so. Great. And, um, you, you know, our kitchen table then has become kind of the work area. Yes, it's our yeah. hub. I, um, my homeschool friend, their dining room is their homeschool area. And so I was like, well, that's as good of a place as any. And I cleaned off, we have a kind of a built-in that has shelves. And so I cleaned off the bottom shelf and I gave each of the kids just like a plastic bin from the Dollar Tree, put their name on it and put all of their schoolwork, their um, like reading books, everything, coloring books, whatever they are using every day, I put it inside their bin. So I can say, go get your schoolwork out. They'll run over to their bin. They'll pull it out. They'll pull their schoolwork out. So it's very helpful. And then I have my own, you know, like pencils. And mm -hmm. I just, I went and got some, like, <laughs> it was kind of fun because it's like getting to do school shopping all over again. So like glue sticks and Expo markers and things like that so that we can use those at home. So I have those put up. There you go. <laughs> Hidden. <laughs> How have the kids liked it? It it really surprised me. I think they really enjoy it. Um, I know they appreciate the schedule um, because it's what they're used to at school. And my six-year-old, he has, I mean, he has really enjoyed it. He likes to do schoolwork. Um, and so I, I just think it's one of those things where he's like, he he feels like he does a good job when he does his schoolwork. And so getting to do that at home and getting for me to see him do that, I think he really likes, um, like mom has seen me do my schoolwork and doing it well. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Cause at school we don't see them do their work. Sometimes there's so many kids in the class, like their teacher doesn't see them do their work. And so getting to like really appreciate his work ethic and getting to kind of praise him in that area it's nice. It's a new experience. And so I think my four-year-old feels the same way. Like mom gets to see me do my work. Like, yeah. 
which she normally doesn't. So you often wonder, you know, you always wonder if your kids behave at school, if they yes. actually do any work at school, yes. not because the mm -hmm. teachers or whatever, just because you know them. <laughs> um, and, and so, yeah, I've, I've wondered that. Well, it does give you a chance as a parent to get to know your, your kid as a student. Cause you probably don't know them as a student more than you know them. Like, um, they like other sides of themselves. So, yeah. Yeah. Neat. And, you know, we're only a couple days into this, so let's oh, not pretend. Yeah. Oh, like, no, no. I you're not pretending. pretending. No, I'm saying, I'm saying. <laughs> it's still <that> been rough. <laughs> like, you know, I, I guess the next question I was going to ask when I talk about this is the idea of consistency. And so that's why I was, I guess I was kind of thinking about being consistent, mm -hmm. um, how that's important. And, you know, we're only into day three. So oh, yeah. it's probably hard to talk about consistency, but it's probably pretty important. It is. And I think, so even on day three, I woke up this morning, I was very tired. I did not necessarily want to like jump into circle time, jump into singing and doing all those things. But I knew that was the thing that was going to get our day started the right way. Because if I had said like, let's just go straight into schoolwork, let's just do this, knock it out. And it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have the same effect. And so I want, I do want to make it as consistent as possible because I know at school that is what they're doing. Um, and so that, that's been the thing. The kids have kind of held me accountable for the consistency part because um, I know it's going to help them. And also they go to the schedule and make sure I'm doing it right. Yeah, kids, I mean, kids like consistency. Yes, they do. Um, so, you know, on this list here, we'll post this blog post when we post uh, this uh, podcast. Um, you say, uh, be patient. Oh, gosh, yeah. And that's, I mean, I, that's really for me, I'm preaching that to myself at that point because it is so easy to get irritated when, you know, you're, you, a, a lot of people are working from home and also trying to help their kids do schoolwork. So the biggest thing is like, just be patient with yourself, be patient with your kids because it's a new experience. It's totally different from anything that most of us have ever done. Um, so yeah, just give yourself a little more time, give yourself a little more grace and like the thing is, like, if you lose your cool, it's okay. You can try again 10 minutes later. You know, it's one of yeah. those things, like, we just have to, we really do have to give ourselves and our spouses and our kids a lot of grace in this period um, because it is going to be different. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I've been trying to monitor my own emotions yeah. and thoughts and the ways that I react uh, to my children. Um because this can be somewhat of a stressful time, obviously, for a lot of people. Their their normal daily routines um, for a lot of us is just have been changed. Yeah. Uh, you know, typically, minds get up and read, pray, go to the gym, go to work. You know, come home and work consists of a lot of the same things. And now mm -hmm. it's they'll get up, read, pray, don't go to the gym because yeah. you're not allowed. Oh. And then go to work and um, do a lot of things that you really haven't done. You know, we're trying to create a lot more digital content. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, still writing a sermon to preach to no one on Sunday, oh, except gosh. digitally. Um, but we're retooling the church and reorganizing the church. And so, uh, you know, that's there's a little bit of stress there, just different. Yeah. And so you try to come home and you're like, okay, I'm not going to take you know, some of this out on the kids. And if you're home with your children now, you're, you're all day um, and now you're responsible so for their education 
or more of their education, I should say, than what you're used to being responsible for, it's probably can be pretty difficult sometimes to be patient. Yes. Uh, and so I, for me, you know, I look at that and go, yeah, I need to do that too. Um, and even just when I'm trying to, you know, my day off and when I'm trying to participate in some of this myself, uh, reminding myself to, to be patient. And, um, you know, after be patient, you put number five, make it fun. Yes. Well, okay. I do want to speak into be patient. Um, it, this is like such a different time. And I think a lot of us are used to when we, when we do work, when we do our work, it is seen and it's noticed by our coworkers, by our bosses, um, by our congregation. It's, it's seen and it's evaluated like almost instantaneous. Now it is, it's going to be different. And so that can be really frustrating to put a lot of effort into something like even homeschooling, you're going to put a lot of effort into this and no one is going to see it. Um, unless of course you do a podcast about it, which yeah. I'm just kidding, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to be frustrating, I think to do all of this work and then have no one see it, but it does make a difference. So I think we need to remember at this point, like it's going to make a difference in our kids' lives. Um, and I'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm making it memorable, but um, it, I, I think maybe too, like if you see your friends, they're working from home, they're taking care of their kids, they're doing those things, reach out to them and say like, hey, I see what you're doing. I know that is difficult. I know that's hard, um, but I'm proud of you for pushing through all of this and keeping working and you know doing what's best for your family. So maybe we can encourage each other in that point because it is different It's and it's hard. So, okay, make it fun. Yes. Um, that is something I feel like I can do really well is make it fun. Uh, but you got to be careful. Like there's a line where fun goes too far and then it's not school anymore. Um, <laughs> but so like, you know, instead of playing the news on repeat, play some fun music for your kids, do a little dance party for PE. Um, you know, instead of just doing some science worksheets, go outside, look at birds, look at, we, we did a hike the other day for science and we were looking for jaguars in the yeah. Northeast Ohio woods. We did not find any, but we'll keep you updated. So, I mean, I, I kind of give some examples, um, you know, count, count jelly beans for math. That's fun. It's my favorite. You eat them when you're done, if you get the answer right. Um, and so you can be really creative with the lessons. Um, most of the kids are not going to have enough work from school to last however long we're out. And so if you want to come up with lessons on your own, like Pinterest is a great place for that. Um, most of us can think of like, okay, let's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do, we're going to do fractions by folding our dish calls. You know, like we're going to figure out some things. We're going to bake some banana bread and call it math class, uh, you know, stuff like yeah. that. So we can get really creative with these things. Um, and make it make it fun for the kids. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because <laughs> you want it to be fun, otherwise you'll yes. be miserable. Yeah. And you don't want to be miserable, but you want it to be fun. You want to make it memorable, which mm -hmm. is what you said with number six here, uh, making it me memorable. How are you how are you going to make this memorable? Well, I think it. I don't think I'll easily forget it. That's for sure. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, we were kind of talking about this the other night, but making sure, like, I just remember, um, yeah, this is not going to be forever. And this is, I had a friend call it bonus time. This is bonus time with your kids. A lot of people get sad when their kids go to kindergarten and they're at school all day. And, you know, you don't get to be a part of that part of their life anymore. 
Um, and so now like you are, it's, it's kind of a gift that you're getting this extra time with your kids. Um, and it can be like, if we think about it as that, if that's our expectation is like, I am getting this bonus time with my kids that I would never have gotten before, you know, I've never gotten before. Um, if I look at it as like a good thing, as a, as a positive thing, as opposed to like, um, you know, like I've got to get all this work done and they're just in the way and that sort of thing. Like it's going to be very frustrating if you have the wrong expectations of this time. And so I think making, expecting it to be a memorable time for your family. Um, I even like, I encourage the kids to write in their journals, like about the things that we do every day. And I've been journaling partly to like keep myself sane, but also to remember, I want to remember the things. Cause I think during times like this, where, um, it's just different than normal life. Um, God can teach us so much in those spaces. Um, I was thinking about like when we have an abundance, whether it is abundance of free time or abundance of energy or abundance of whatever, it's like, I don't typically hear from the Lord in those spaces, those spaces of abundance. It is always in the like places of almost like deprivation mm. that I really clearly hear from God. And so, um, this is going to be a memorable time. Now you can, you can choose kind of whether it's going to be like good memories, bad memories, but um, if we're together in the house, you know, everybody's quarantined together, you can make it, you can make it a fun time. You can make it memorable. And um, yeah. And I think some of those ways you can do it is by being intentional. Yeah. So say we're going to, instead of watching TV tonight, we're going to play a board game together or yeah. something like that. So okay, intentionality will yeah. help it become memorable. Then number seven, you said, take care of yourself. Yes. So this is important. And I think this is part of like, make it fun. Let's also make it fun for mom or dad or whoever's watching kids. So, um, one of my daily things that I like to do is go to the gym. And so obviously gyms are closed. How do I take care of myself physically while also being sick at home? And so I think we've tried to work out a schedule where Josh will come home and I can go run and kind of like switch up. So if you have two parents at home and you want to take turns, like you go down to the basement run and then I'll switch with you or something like that. Or even if you say like, okay, for PE today, kids, we're going to do yoga or we're going to do push-ups and sit-ups, something like that. And so, um, taking care of yourself physically, um, getting out, taking a hike, going for a walk, doing things like that. Even like after the kids go to bed, if you need to have just some like very like low key time, um, the laundry does not have to be folded at that point. Like it's okay if it's, if it waits a few days, it can sit in the basket. It's not going to go anywhere. Um, and you know, call a friend or do something like that where give those things that are going to fill you up a little bit more than, um, yeah, than drain you. And so like, I, especially I think, continuing on a schedule, have a schedule for yourself. Um, I want to make sure like that I'm getting up before the kids and I'm having my quiet time this morning. I did not get up before the kids and I did not have my quiet time, but well, I did, but I had it with like three small children in my lap. And so I think even then, like if you are intentional about the things that you know are going to help you doing those things, um, it, it will help you and it will also help your kids at that point because 
you're going to be in a better state to teach. You're not going to be so frustrated. You're not going to be so short with them. So. And then the last thing you said is when all else fails. So this was the like best homeschool advice. My friend who homeschools, she has three young children. And I was like, what? Like, does it just all fall apart sometimes? And she said, yes, it, that happens pretty frequently. She said, when all else fails, the thing that I always do is I grab a book and say, we're going to read together. And so they just sit down, stop whatever they're doing, and they read a book together. She said a lot of times that will reset the group because they're, they're sitting quiet, you know, um, you're still doing something really good for them, mm -hmm. but also it's like, okay, we got to reel it in. We got to calm down. We got to quit fighting. We got to, you know, do whatever. So that is, I, I thought that was really cool advice. So just, if it's all falling apart, just sit down and read a book together. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then one of the things you sh showed me today at lunch, um, I don't think we've talked about it here, is that you made a to-do list for the kids. Okay, so this was, um, I'm a part of the Learning Resource Hub Facebook group. Um, if you want to be a part of that, it is amazing. They have so many different resources on the Facebook page. So you just go and join the Facebook group and you can, man, there's tons of stuff. So it's Learning Resource Hub. But someone posted a YouTube video from a guy called the Kid Whisperer. And I was like, okay, I gotta watch this. Um, and he does a thing called Real World Workshop. And I think if you have older kids, this is ideal. And especially if you are working while you're at home and you don't have the time to like sit there and say like, okay, now we're gonna do craft time. Now we're gonna do this time. Now we're gonna do this. This whole project um, is really neat. And I tried it for a little bit of time after we did our schoolwork, I tried it with the kids and it was cool. So you basically create um, a workshop list. So the top part is nows, like N-O-W-S, nows. So things that they have to do. Like um, for my kids, it was your math worksheet, your language worksheet, um, your chore, um, clean your bedroom, and then I don't know what the other one was. But there were like a few things that they had to do. And then underneath that was later. And so laters were, you know, like, go read a book, go play outside, play inside, um, play on the iPad or um, do an art project. So there were some like fun things down at the bottom. But the thing is, you have to complete all of your nails before you can go to any of the laters. Yeah. And they get to complete it at their own pace. So they see the list and they see, okay, these are all the things I want to do. I might want to go clean my room and then just go like lay on my bed for five minutes. Then I get up and I go and do the next thing or I do the next thing. My six-year-old, he complete. I was shocked. I've never seen him move that quickly or do anything that fast. He completed his entire like nails list in an hour. And I'm like, oh great. What's the next? What's the rest of the day gonna look like? But he was so excited. I mean, and he did everything really well because he knew I was gonna check it. Um, I didn't have to argue with him about cleaning his room or doing his chores, that sort of thing. He just did them all. And then he got to his laters, and so he could enjoy them. And then the four-year-old saw that he was already getting iPad time. So she was like, well, I got a bus to move. And so then it was really interesting. And so he truly is a kid whisperer. We'll see how long this experiment lasts. Yeah, but I, I think it's, it's... And I don't know that that's something I will do every single day, but I think that might be like a, that might be a nice like middle of the week breakup. Like yeah. today we're doing real world workshops. So mommy's not teaching today. 
you do your stuff and then you can play. Well, I like that idea, the real world workshop, because that's kind of like you were telling me earlier, that's how the real world works. I mean, we have yeah. all of these things that we have to do. And, you know, hopefully if we get them done and do them well, then we can go do some other things. An art project. Yeah, go yeah. do an art project. <laughs> so I just think, yeah, there, I will, um, the YouTube video is, he explains it a little more in depth, but um, it's, it will be on the um, blog post. So Awesome. It's really neat. There, well, there's a lot of resources. Um, I know Khan Academy is one of those, a lot of schools are suggesting that. But um, it's a free, it's completely free reason. Actually, all of the, all of the things on here, minus the workbooks from Walmart, all of the resources that I listed are free. Um, and so for Khan Academy, it's really neat. You can go and the kids can do like virtual lessons. Oh, cool. And it's, I actually did it when I was studying for a test. And it rewards you when you get right answers. It's very interactive. And so I think yeah. it could hold the attention of any age level so yeah it's really neat um and then you also get you will get feedback so it'll say like hey these are things that your child needs to work on that sort of thing and it makes it look like games so it's kind of yeah. cool like they're learning but they're also having fun awesome awesome well i appreciate you coming in here emily and yeah. um yeah i hope everybody who's listening i hope this helps them i, I hope thought so. it was pretty interesting i feel like we can all help one another during this time and even if we just learn one or two things from uh our community of friends uh people who are, are trying new things for the first time uh, that you know something like this might be helpful yeah and, and i'll put on our teacher hats exactly now. exactly and also don't you feel like i feel like this makes me appreciate my kids teachers oh yeah I, yeah. I had to send a, had to send a message Hagen. this morning. Yes, to Mrs. Stephen Hagen. I had to send her a message and tell her how amazing she is. Yeah, so. Miss Corey, right? For yeah, Miss Corey, too. yes. Yes, yeah. Miss Corey. So, big yeah. shout out to them. Yes, big shout out. So, well, we are very thankful for our teachers. And uh, I know they haven't canceled school yet for the rest of the year. Mm. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, also... We'll be praying for our mommy and daddy teachers. Yes, that we are we'll praying be, for mommy and daddy teachers. We'll be working with our children. And, um, you know, it, like you said, it's a great opportunity to take responsibility mm -hmm. for the education of our children. Um, and at a time, you know, I think uh, you always hear the phrase, if we have borrowed time with mm -hmm. our children. Sure. And uh, our time is limited with them. And perhaps we can see this as an opportunity where time has been given to us back uh, with our children and uh, that we wouldn't have otherwise. And so hopefully, mom, dad, you'll enjoy this. You'll make the most of it. And, uh, you know, for me, yeah, number, I think it's number four, you said be patient. Hopefully we can be patient. And uh, don't pray for it, but you can, yeah, you can practice it. <laughs> make it fun and memorable and all of those sorts of things. Uh, we'll post the schedule uh, to the link um, as you listen to this. Uh, on our social media accounts. So thank you for listening, and uh, I hope you enjoyed an episode of the First Church Podcast. Mm -hmm.